If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey everyone, before we get started on today's episode of Nintendo Switchcraft, I wanted to tell you about a project that a friend of mine is working on. This is not an ad. They're not paying me for this. I'm simply telling you about it because uh, Dennis is really, really talented, and if he's working on something, it's probably fantastic. So uh, real quick, I met Dennis at DragonCon a couple of years ago. Uh, he came on 143 Pixels at one point, and I've been on his show, Botched, a D&D podcast. So we've worked together in the past, and he reached out and said, Hey, Bill, I've got this Kickstarter that I'm working on. It's something that I've been working on for a really long time. Would you be willing to tell your audience about it? And I said, absolutely, uh, no problem. So uh, here's here's the elevator pitch for his Kickstarter from one of the creators of Botched, a D&D podcast, comes the story of Solomon, a man from a time long forgotten, thrust into responsibility. He has to decide how far he's willing to go in order to protect those that he cares about. The consequences of desperate decisions leads to the world's first werewolf. So basically, it's the story of the world's first werewolf. It's called Lycan Solomon's Odyssey. And if you are interested in supporting this project, which, like I said, Dennis has been working on for more than 10 years, uh, you can look for it, uh, look for Lycan, that's L-Y-C-A-N, Solomon's Odyssey on Kickstarter, or you can head on over to HiveheadStudios.com, that's HiveheadStudios.com, or even ClockFox.net, because Dennis has some really weird patrons. Uh, Anyway, If you want to check that out, the story of the world's first werewolf, uh, do me a favor, head on over to those URLs and uh, support Dennis's uh, Kickstarter because he's super talented and it's absolutely going to be interesting. All right, let's get to Nintendo Switchcraft. Just to warn you, I just finished recording this episode and I am incredibly rambly today. I don't know why, but anyway... Here's the latest episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Tonight's special presentation of Superman is brought to you by Atari, a family of electronic products that challenge you, teach you, touch your life. Discover Atari and discover how far you can go. Hey everyone, welcome back to Nintendo Switchcraft. Uh, If this is your first time here, this is a Nintendo show all about Nintendo And it comes out each and every week, and we talk about all of the news related to Nintendo that I'm excited about. So let's start off by, well, we've got a couple of things to talk about today. I obviously want to talk about Marvel uh, Midnight Suns, because we finally have a look at gameplay for that. But I'm not going to talk about that yet. I want to talk about this rumor uh, first. And it's it's a rumor that keeps coming back. And every time it comes back, I talk about it, obviously, and then it doesn't happen. So obviously with this, you know, take everything with a grain of salt. But at this point, I'm starting to feel pretty confident because we've got two separate publications 
each citing their own sources, individual sources. So it's not like uh, Nintendo Life and Eurogamer are citing each other. Uh, Nintendo Life has a source and Eurogamer has a different source and they're both telling them the same thing. Now, maybe it's all BS. There's no way for us to know. Only time will tell. But let's talk about this rumor. And the rumors about Nintendo Switch online. If uh, maybe you just got your Nintendo Switch and you were looking for a podcast to listen to, in which case, thanks for checking this one out. Um, Nintendo Switch Online, for those of you who are unaware, is uh, Nintendo's subscription so that you can play your games online. Um, Up until the Nintendo Switch, that was always free on Nintendo platforms. And, of course, Nintendo anticipated that people would be irritated to have to pay. Now, in Nintendo's defense, I will say that, you know, they're much cheaper than the competition. You look at Xbox Live, that costs, I think it's $60 a year. You look at PSN, that's $60 a year. Nintendo Switch Online is $20 a year for, like, a solo license or $35 a year for a family license. Much, much cheaper. Um, of course, there are some that will say, well, yeah, it's much cheaper, but it's much worse. And I'm not going to get into that. We've talked about that a million times. Without a doubt, there are problems with Nintendo's online stuff. Um, in order to sweeten the pot and make people feel less irritated about subscribing to Nintendo Switch online to play games online, they tried to throw in some old retro games uh, from the Nintendo Entertainment System and have these games be playable online. So if you and I wanted to sit down and play, like, for instance, NES Golf together, we could over the internet. I think that that's really cool. I never use it. I think I've used it like four times. It's cool, but I'm guessing, and maybe I'm wrong. Let me know if I'm wrong. I'm at Run Jump Stomp on Twitter. Um, I feel like nobody uses this feature so that's one of the reasons that nintendo kind of gives for drip feeding the games out because it's not like they just said hey here's here's nintendo switch online and like uh 300 nes games that's not the way it works it's here's nintendo switch online and here's x number of nes games which is a very small number And then every so often we release a new one or two. Okay, it's it's fine. It's not a big deal. It's cheap. And it's like this little value add-on, which is okay. Fast forward, they then added Super Nintendo games, which everybody predicted that they would. And uh, the same way that they drip feed the Nintendo games, they also drip feed the Super Nintendo games, which, again... I'm not a fan of the drip feed, but I'm not going to complain. It works. It's fine. But of course, we've got Nintendo. We've got Super Nintendo. What's next? Well, obviously, Nintendo 64 or Game Boy. And the rumors have been coming back and forth over and over and over again that we're getting these and they haven't come yet. But now... We have Nintendo Life and Eurogamer both citing different sources, independent sources, saying Game Boy and Game Boy Color games are on the way to Nintendo Switch Online. 
And of course, that means that we're going to be getting it drip-feeded to us because that's how Nintendo rolls. Uh, But here's my question, or here's my thoughts on this. I am not super excited about this, but there, there are some things that I'm looking forward to. Like, when I was younger, and I didn't have a Game Boy when I was a kid... Uh, I had a Nintendo Entertainment System. My friend had a Game Boy. I remember watching that commercial of that kid playing Tetris against the robot. (laughs) If you've never seen it, you got to check that commercial out. Um, But I remember watching that commercial and thinking it was the coolest thing. And then my friend had a Game Boy and we played it for, like I played on his Game Boy for, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. And then we were like, well, but we can't play together because he only had one and I didn't have one. So it just sat on a shelf upstairs and we went down and played on the Nintendo Entertainment System instead. Uh, Because on there we could play double dribble together, you know, that kind of thing. So when I was a kid, you know, that's when you develop, I guess, the nostalgia bone or whatever, like that part of your brain that, that... really enjoys the nostalgic stuff i don't have a lot of nostalgia for game boy games now later on in life uh very very late to the party i ended up picking up uh super cheap a game boy color it was purple uh and it was cool but i was broke so i only had like two games for it and I'm I'm not super excited about going back and playing those games either. But what I am excited for is the games, or are the games, sorry about the poor grammar. Uh, the, what I am excited for are the games that I missed out on, that I couldn't afford to buy at the time. I'm a huge fan of Zelda. I played Zelda 1, I played Zelda 2, I played um, uh, uh, Zelda on the Super Nintendo, which my brain can't remember the name of it, uh, Link to the Past. Um, and then I played uh, Zelda on the N64, and I played Majora's Mask, and I play I played all the Zeldas. I completely skipped out on the on the Game Boy Zeldas. I eventually did play Link's Awakening on the Nintendo Switch when they did the remake, and I thought it was incredibly cool. But I never played Oracle of Ages. I never played Oracle of Seasons. And I feel like that's a gap in my, not Nintendo knowledge, but like in my in my gaming heart, if that makes sense. I don't know how to say it. It's a gap that I'm, I missed out on some really cool games. And by all accounts, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons are pretty cool games. I never got to play them. So the idea of having Nintendo Switch online and bringing the Game Boy and Game Boy Color games to the Nintendo Switch, that sounds fantastic. And it's absolutely something that I want to check out, especially with features like Rewind, where when I get killed, uh, you know, those older games tend to be pretty punishing. So when you get killed, you can just rewind. I'm an old guy. I don't have time to you know get killed and start all over like from an hour ago or something so being able to rewind when something like that happens just so that i can experience the game i'm okay with that and that sounds really cool um but i also because i wasn't a huge game boy fan 
I don't know what games I'm really missing out on outside of like Zelda. So here's my question to you. And I tweeted this, this out a little bit ago. I said with the Game Boy and Game Boy Color games that are rumored to be on the way to the Nintendo Switch Online, which games are you looking forward to or hoping for most? And I said, leave a reply and maybe I'll talk about it on the next episode of uh, Nintendo Switchcraft. Now, I already have some people replying. Uh, we have uh, M.E. Bennett saying Metroid Fusion, Zero Mission. Uh, hopefully give us the, the Castlevania games that they sold for those. Uh, Lloyd Hannison is saying Tetris, Kicks. I think I did play Kicks, but I'm not sure. Um, he also says Link's Awakening, Super Mario Land 1 and 2. Now, for me, I remember playing Super Mario Land 1. Uh, that's the one where Mario, like, instead of shooting fireballs, he shoots, like, it's almost like a cannonball. Like, it's a bouncy ball. It's really, it's a weird thing. And he flies planes. And I remember a little bit playing that game and thinking this was cool, but it wasn't my Game Boy, so I couldn't really spend all that much time playing it. Link's Awakening. Here's here's a question. You know, we have the remake of Link's Awakening on the Nintendo Switch. Let's pretend that Nintendo brings uh, brings the, the Game Boy and Game Boy Color games to the Nintendo Switch. Do they bring games that they have... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, remakes of, or does Nintendo say, well, I'm afraid that if we bring the Link's Awakening to the Game Boy thing, then people won't buy the new Link's Awakening. For, personally, I think that that would be just foolish, but I could see Nintendo doing something like that. Anyway, I would love to hear your thoughts. What are the games that when, when and if, the if and when, I should put it in the right order. What are the games that if and when the Game Boy stuff comes to Nintendo Switch that I missed out on absolutely need to try? And I would love to hear from you. So I'm at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. I'm going to try and remember to leave a link to the tweet in the show notes so that you can reply to that tweet and maybe I can talk about it on the next episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Um, moving on, not not completely moving on, but moving away from Game Boy and Game Boy Color, when does the GBA stuff come? Because I, I, like, I eventually had a GBA, and I played my GBA a ton. I loved that thing. I, I completely got every single star, not star, what the hell... Um, coin sorry the yoshi coins remember the yoshi coins in super mario world i played super mario world um like the remake version on my uh gba and i got every single yoshi coin and then i went back through again and got every single princess coin and then i deleted my save and did it all over again because i love that game so much um but i i played the hell out of that game on my uh gba and the idea that they're going that they're just doing Game Boy and Game Boy Color games is really really disappointing to me. Here's another reason that I think that they might not bring um GBA games. Like you you have things like Advance Wars. Nintendo is re-releasing or 
doing a remake of Advance Wars. I think it's one and two, if my memory serves properly. Uh, but Advance Wars one and two is getting like a remake on the Nintendo Switch. So and like that's a huge GBA game, Advance Wars uh, one and two. So maybe Nintendo holds is holding the GBA back and saying, all right, well, kind of like with, you know, Link's Awakening, we don't want to release Link's Awakening on the GBA, or I'm sorry, on the Game Boy stuff, you know, with it just having come out on the Nintendo Switch. So, you know, we give it a little time. We let Link's Awakening sit there and simmer a little bit, and then we drop the Game Boy games, because you can't really... I mean, they could, but it'd be foolish for Nintendo to drop the Game Boy games and not include Link's Awakening. And I think it would be foolish of Nintendo to drop the Game Boy Advance games and not include Advance Wars. Other GBA games that I would really like to see would be like the Zelda... um, What's the one where he gets with the hat, um, with the talking hat? I, all all my brain can say is Majora's Mask, but that's the that's the N sixty four sequel, and I can't I cannot think of the name of it. Minora's Cap, something Cap, Minish Cap. I had to I had to look it up. So it's Minish Cap is the name uh, of the game, and it's another that's another game that I missed out on. So are you disappointed that it's I mean, if it does happen, that it's just Game Boy and Game Boy Color games and not GBA, and how long do you think it will be before GBA comes, and will we get N64 games before we get GBA games? The Nintendo Switch is like four and a half years old at this point. When is the end of the Nintendo Switch cycle? Because we got to have N64 games on the Nintendo Switch before the end of the Nintendo Switch online, or I'm not online, but the Nintendo Switch life cycle, you know, before the next thing comes out? Or is Nintendo extending it with the, like, the Switch Pro? Not the OLED edition, but like, I don't know, in two years they bring out the Switch Pro and it's still the Switch, so that gives them more time to extend out this drip feed of consoles and games. What do you guys think? I know I'm very, very rambly today. I apologize. All right, moving on. I want to talk about Marvel's Midnight Sun. Um, I was really worried when I first saw gameplay. Well, first off, I was really excited when I first saw that we had a, you know, a, a Marvel game from Firaxis, the people behind XCOM, because that combination of gameplay and IP is pretty exciting to me. But then I saw the first gameplay and I was like, "Ooh, that's not good. Not okay. I was worried. I was worried because they showed that your abilities are on cards and they, they were like, you know, you, you were dealt these cards and it said something along the lines of you already have this or you don't have this yet. And my, my immediate brain or my immediate thought that my brain had, I mean, said, oh no, these are going to be microtransactions. Now, luckily, I was wrong about that. It's not microtransactions. There are microtransactions in the game, 
but the microtransactions are so you can get different costumes and you know that's that's totally fine with me it doesn't bother me at all superheroes always have like a million different costumes that they might wear you know like superman with the black outfit or superman with the red and blue outfit like like that kind of thing so it makes perfect sense to me where you can make this game and then sell skins for your characters that don't affect gameplay at all that's fine but when I saw that it was a card-based game, I was worried that it was going to be loot boxes where I buy a loot box and then I open it up and I get a card and maybe I already have that card. So then it's like, you already have this card. So instead what we'll do is we'll make your your uh, that card a little more powerful in a very gotcha loot box mechanic kind of game. That's not the case. So I'm still pretty excited for uh, Marvel... Midnight Suns. You know, they, they keep talking about it's the darker side of the Marvel Universe. It's got these cool mechanics where you are dealt a hand of randomized cards at the beginning, and those are your powers that you have. So, you know, if you've got Black Widow on your team, you might have the ability to shoot with an Uzi or do like a backflip kick, like that kind of stuff. Or if you've got uh, Iron Man on your team, then, you know, he's got his chest beam or he's got a shield that he can use. All of these different abilities that are randomized when you play, that means that you're going to have a lot of replay value where you can go back in, do the mission again, try and do better. And as you do, you know, you're getting the, you're earning these different cards through gameplay and then applying them, but you don't have to buy the cards. So I think that that's uh, really, really cool. I, I do like that it's randomized which powers you get because otherwise what happens is people will metagame the whole thing, figure out what the absolute best combination is, and then they'll post it online and and people will be like, oh, okay, well then that's the only way that I'm going to play. The fact that it's randomized forces you to go outside of your comfort zone which I think is really cool. This is very similar to me in like with like the Breath of the Wild weapon durability issue, which a lot of people did not like in Breath of the Wild. I thought it was awesome because it forced me to play with weapons that I otherwise would not have normally played with with Link. And it really varied the gameplay a lot more. And I think I had more fun because of it. Was it frustrating when you're in the middle of a fight and your weapon breaks? Absolutely. But then you switch over to like a trident and you fight differently. I think that that's really cool. The idea that I could start a match, pick my three characters, get randomized cards that give me the powers that I'm going to use in that particular fight. That right there is very interesting to me, and it makes for interesting gameplay because now I'm not planning things ahead of time. I'm reacting to them, and I think that that's really cool. Uh, one of the one of the moments in the gameplay that I thought looked really awesome was when uh, Captain Marvel, like she had a, a line of enemies in front of her or beside her, and she flew up to this one spot and then used like a beam attack that shot in a nice straight line and did damage to all three because the positioning was uh, important. 
that's the thing about like the XCOM for Axis style games is when you're playing these, the abilities that you use and the positioning and tactical uh, gameplay is extremely important as you uh, go through and try and complete a mission. So everything that I've seen about Midnight Suns, even though they gave me that one moment of yikes when I thought maybe they were going to microtransaction everything, um, everything looks really fantastic. And I'm excited for Midnight Suns. I think that that game is going to be very, very cool. All right, I want to talk real quick about Pokemon Unite. I still don't like some of the things that they... I I still don't like the pay-to-win stuff to it, but it's a super fun... The gameplay of the the game is very, very fun. Uh, So I wanted to talk real quick about this new fair fair play points system. It's basically a scale from 0 to 100. And as long as you are in the 90 to 100 range then you are eligible for fair play point rewards, which is like 20 Aeon coins daily, which you can then spend in order to, you know, increase whatever. It, it doesn't really matter what you spend it on. It's that That's the reward. Now, if you're between 80 and 89, you're not eligible for that reward, so you don't get the 20 Aeon coins. Between 60 and 79, you are banned from playing ranked match, and from 0 to 59, you are banned from playing random matches uh, during or during standard matches, I mean. Now, how do you get fair play points? Well, you get one by doing a standard CP... Uh, you get one point by doing a standard battle CPU match. You get two points by doing a standard battle random match. You get two points by doing a ranked match. You lose a point... And I love that they're doing this. You lose a point by abandoning a match-made team instead of surrendering. I I cannot tell you the number of times that I've played a MOBA and had somebody just leave. And as soon as they leave, your your whole team is pretty much screwed. You cannot come back from that uh, 4v5 situation. Uh, You lose two points if you idle in a match for a short term. So... If you're just sitting there doing nothing for a long time, you're going to lose two points. If you're doing that for an extended amount of time, you're going to lose five points. And if if you do it, they say malicious, you lose eight points. Now, why would somebody idle? Well, generally what happens in MOBAs is you can only play as one... You can only have one Pikachu on the team, Right? So if somebody else picks Pikachu, uh, whiny little crybabies will sometimes say, well, I wanted to play as Pikachu, and since I can't, I'm going to leave. Or since I can't, I'm just going to sit in um, you know, the, the gate and wait for the match to lose so that I can move on to the next game. And that ruins everybody else's match, which is terrible. So I really like that... The, that um, that they are punishing people for that kind of behavior because that kind of behavior makes it less fun for everybody else that's playing. Uh, so I just think that that's awesome that they're doing this. And I, I like that they're also spelling out how, you know, maybe I got a phone call at the beginning of a match and I had to, I had to answer that phone call. I'm going to lose those two points. It's not a big deal because I can get those two points back by doing a standard battle random match. So I think that 
very transparently spelling out how these points work and what you get from them is is really good and i love that if you drop below a certain amount you are just completely banned and can't do anything except for play against cpu because now you can't ruin anybody else's team if you're a jerk all right um real quick i want to talk about two quick things um jackbox i love the jackbox games there is a trailer for jackbox party pack eight um, nothing really to say about it except for Jackbox games are awesome. Uh, if you've never played one, you you plug your Nintendo Switch up into the TV, you connect it to Jackbox, then everybody pulls out their phone, and you can all play a game together. I'm talking like 10 whatever people can all play a game together. Really, really fun to play Jackbox uh, on Nintendo Switch. Uh, we do it every time that we have people over for holiday stuff. If you haven't played a Jackbox game absolutely check it out uh you could probably get one of the older ones pretty cheap and uh, have an absolute blast with them uh and then if you really really like them then you can pick up the next one i think i have two three five and six on my nintendo switch they're really fun and then there's another game that doesn't get nearly as much love it's called use your words it's less um robust then Jackbox, but still really fun and lots of hilarity can ensue if you're playing with the right people. All right, before I do get out of here, I do want to really quick let everybody know that Project Triangle Strategy will be shown at um, Tokyo Game Show 2021, along with people, uh, along with companies uh, or showings from Xbox, Capcom, Bandai Namco, Sega, Konami, 505 Games, and of course, Square Enix showing off Project Triangle strategy, but Nintendo will not be showing anything at Tokyo Game Show, which is disappointing, but not the end of the world. All right, I'm out of here. I hope that you enjoyed this. If uh, if you have not had on, if you have not checked out uh, the Patreon, head on over to Patreon.com/slash Run Jump Stomp. You can get these episodes uh, early. You can get these episodes ad free. And it only costs a little tiny bit of your hard-earned cash. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. I will see you next time on Nintendo Switchcraft. Bye, everybody. Nuts for Nintendo. Okie dokie.